Finance can be so confusing and overwhelming. Learn the tips and strategies so you can accomplish your financial goals. Let's break it all down so it's simple and easy to understand. If you know me by now and you've been listening to the pod for a while, you'll know I love examples as it's my favorite way to learn. Please, as always, leave a review. Give it five stars if you found that it has been helpful. And that's it for me. Enough rambling. Let's get to the episode. Welcome back to another episode of the Personal Finance Redefined Podcast. Thank you so much for all of those that have rated and reviewed it and all that good stuff. I used to say commented, but then I got a nice note from one of you listeners that said, Ari, you cannot comment on Apple Podcasts. So um, I should have known that, but I guess I'm becoming a boomer. But regardless, today's episode is all about uh, down payments on a home. How should you save for it? Where should you save for it? All of that good stuff. Once again, if you have a question, head to my website, personalfinanceredefined.co. That's where you can submit your question and I will answer it in a future episode. So let's hop right in. Today is all about really where should you save for a down payment? What's the best way to do it? What do you need to think about? So let's hop in. So the first thing I like to look at is that there's not really a right or wrong answer to this. As always, it depends. Personally, I'm a play it safe guy myself. So if I have a large purchase that I need to make within the next three to four years, I would call it, I don't really like having that money in a super, super risky way in the market. Other people have a higher risk tolerance, but it completely depends on what you're looking for. So what I like to do is give you some feedback, really let the numbers talk, and then relate it back to our preferences, what we care about. Because when we're looking at a down payment, you have to consider how much money you can really add to your down payment, how much risk you want to add, and really the time involved. You don't nearly have as much time to allow compounding to do the heavy lifting for you if you only have a handful of years. Now an extra 5% on 10,000, if you think about that, that's $500 per year, so that's great. But an extra 5% on 100,000, well, now you can see 5,000 per year. Now that's real money making a real big dent in that down payment goal. And so really that comes down to time. How much time do you have until you need the home? That's the first consideration. Are you hoping to buy within one, two, three, four years? It might not make sense to invest the money because the risk is that, as you've heard before in previous episodes, that on average, the stock market, it goes up 75% of the time on an annual basis, and it's down 25% of the time. So if you were to go invest, and you say you take $100,000, and it grows and grows, odds are that $100,000, it's going to grow for you. And now maybe it's worth 130 or 140 or 150 or whatever it is. And that's great. You, you made a, a good amount of money, and that's a very good return. And if we knew we could get that, I would say, let's do it. But because we don't, the downside is that that 100000 which you knew, let's say your down payment you wanted is 120000 and you have 100000 and now you just invested and you got it, you got, in fact, more than that, you go, great, that worked out really well. And then someone will go tell their neighbor and say, hey, that's what I did, and, and look at me now, I've got this great home. Well, the part that you don't hear about is that they don't go to their neighbor if that 100000 turns to 80000 And now that dream home that was available, well, all of a sudden, someone else purchased it. And the goal here is not to say, how can we have as much money as possible? The goal is to say, what do I need to do to get into that down payment so that I can get into that home? And what we do is we look at everything going on. We say, hey, how much are you saving towards future financial independence? How much do you have in your emergency fund? How are you invested today? Is it growth oriented? Is it aggressive? Is it conservative? And what's really right for you? And so if we're going right back to the 
kind of how do I save, where do I save for the down payment? Well, you could put it in an online savings account. For example, Goldman Sachs, there's an account currently yielding 0.5%. So you're getting 0.5% by leaving your cash there. That's just about as good as you're going to get in today's market. And so it feels almost counterproductive to just let your savings sit there earning nothing while you wait to put more money to it. And so with all investment decisions, this boils down to your risk profile and time horizon. Now, to give you that example again, if you were to put your 100000 in, 75% of the time, you are going to be up if you check your account balance on an annual basis. 25% of the time, you're going to be down on an annual basis. So the goal is not to say, hey, how can I make sure that I'm up? It's to say, I want to make sure I'm up over the long term, absolutely, because there's inflation and all these other risks. But really, just with the down payment, it might just not be worth the risk of having your 100000 become seventy-five dollars or $80,000 if you know you need it in the short term. So it's a pretty good winning percentage. You're, you're three out of four times, you're going to be positive. We just don't want to risk that one downturn. So if you don't think you need the funds for over three years, it might make sense to invest them conservatively, saying, hey, I still want my money growing for me. I want to absolutely try to beat out inflation. I also want a little more growth on top of that. But that comes down to your risk tolerance. You might say, hey, you know what, Ari? I just can't sleep at night knowing my my money that I'm going to use for my home right now is fluctuating because that dream home might become available. I'd say, great, let's not invest it. In fact, I would advise you not to invest it and let's look at your other investments and see what we need to do to make sure that those are growing. And at the same time say, okay, let's make sure that the investments for the long term, they're allocated appropriately. So that's almost one side of the coin. The other side of the coin is saying, well, what if you're someone who says, you know what, I completely understand, Ari, that the I might be down 25% in that one year, but I actually don't want a home for three, four, five years. In fact, I don't even know when I want it, but I know I want it one day. To those people, I would say it might make sense to invest. The benefit is that you are growing. The benefit is that that money is working hard for you. It's not just sitting there. Now, you might end up losing along the way. In fact, I can almost guarantee you will be down along the way. But over the long term, and I'm calling that long term in this example over three, four, five years, you're going to, on average, have a lot more money than if you just said, hey, I just want it to sit there because it's nice and it's safe to see. So that comes down to your risk tolerance, your understanding, and really your perception and perspective of the market. So that's the key when looking at all of this. Um, I apologize that I'm a boomer and asked for Apple uh, to have comments. But uh, once again, if this has been helpful, if you have any specific question regarding how to make a down payment for you specifically, how this episode, really any topic relates to your goals, always feel free to reach out. Happy to help uh, best I can and point you in the right direction. So once again, thank you so much for listening and I'll see you all next week. Thank you so much for listening. If that was helpful, please do subscribe, leave five stars, rate it, review it, all that good stuff. And let me know how I can best help. I love answering questions, whether it's about taxes, investments, whatever is on your mind. I love seeing how I can best help you. So as always, you can submit a question on my website, personalfinanceredefined.co. That's personalfinanceredefined.co. And I'll see you all next week. Hey, everyone. Quick disclaimer here. Please be smart about this, and before taking any action, consult with your tax planner or financial planner. Nothing in this podcast should be construed as investment, tax, legal, or other financial advice. It's for informational purposes only.